right, all right, all right. This is another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast with yours truly, Alex Peterson and Phil Collins, my trusty co-host. But today we got somebody even a little more special than Alex and Phil. We got Tim and Bjorn from the amazing Swedish metal act In Mourning. I've loved these guys for a long time. It's been a long time in the making trying to get this interview to happen. It finally happened. I'm so excited to see you guys. So welcome to the show, fellas. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. It's been been a, a bit back and forth but we made it happen and you, you guys are a persistent band and i appreciate that i love that from you guys so you know we, we've previously had reviewed your first album the shroud of divine i gave phil that album to review because i said this is an amazing great heavy album take a listen and you guys have come so far since then tell me about you know when you were first recording the shroud of divine did you guys really ever think you'd be together for 15 years or 20 years or 10 years and do all the touring and all the things that it's led to. Did you ever think that would happen? Oh, I don't know. It's just, you know, you live in the, in the, in the present and just uh, rocking, you know, and uh, I, I don't think we ever had that uh, distant uh, view. No, I mean, I mean, we were young then. So I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean I, I don't think we really even thought that way. You know? it, no. was, it was just cool right now to, you yeah. know, we got to record an album. Yes. And yeah. then... Yeah, in a real studio, you know, and everything. And, and I remember, uh, you know, that specific album just because we were, we were staying in the studio, you know. You know, we recorded it like in in one session so it was like the first time for us to to go away you know uh, you know as such as a whole band you know you're staying together and just you know living the dream you know yeah yeah we're like you know thinking a lot that you know we finally we're going to make an album and now things are gonna happen yeah <laughs> big your big break yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be the break. Yeah. We thought that every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, six albums in, so hey, you're getting somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah for sure. Next, so how, next one is going to be our break, though. That's right, that's okay. right. So, and, and for our listeners at home that can't see these handsome fellas, uh, Tim, is it Pedersen or Peterson? Oh, uh, t- Tim is near the gourd. Oh, near the gourd, okay. And then Bjorn? Peterson. Okay, well, you got a great last name because my last name is Peterson, so we're brothers in some regard. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll try. Yeah, my name would be Peterson if I was in America too. Okay, great. If you were living in Sweden, you would be called Peterson. All right, love it. So we're, we're brothers, and for those of you who can't see these guys, uh, Bjorn has an amazing mustache, and it's uh, it's making me very proud of this guy. So yeah. now, you know, how old were you guys when you recorded Shroud of Divine? Were you just kids? I mean, you look young now still. I thought I thought you were gonna ask me how old I was when I were able to grow my mustache. <laughs> no, I think you came out of the womb. You were born like that, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, uh, I guess uh, uh, I must have been nineteen or. Wow. Okay. Eighteen. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So to put, do you guys ever look back on that album and just think, you know, that's a pretty damn good album for a bunch of fucking kids? <laughs> sometimes uh, it, it happens 
uh, that I, you know, I was, you know, looking at old CDs and old albums. I I, I don't often listen to them, uh, but uh, when you do, uh, I always remember, you know, how it felt making the albums. You know, it, uh, not especially the first album, but just every album. I just remember the feelings, you know, surrounding, you know. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, same. Now, when you say it, same for me. You know, it's I think more about the the actual moments from when we recorded it than maybe uh, the actual sound of the record. Yeah, <laughs> and and also attached to that is like special places where we were at you know, coming up with some of the tunes, you know. I remember, you know, sometimes we were sitting in your house and, you know, just a specific uh, riffs or whatever, you know, it's just stuck in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you fast forward so many years later and now you guys just released The Bleeding Veil a year ago and I think it had a really warm reception. It seems like a, a lot of people have been saying, God, these guys just keep putting out high quality. Well, tell us what that was like. Was that recording process totally different from the first time around have you evolved a lot in how you record or is it still kind of similar no it's uh, it's not completely different but it's for sure different like than the other albums i guess uh, of course we have <laughs> we have aged a bit you know and uh, we've aged uh, like uh, we wanted to do something in a different way you know we really wanted to go, go back and to make a record again in like one session. I mean, in a way, it's kind of going back to that. Yeah, like, exactly. to, to that process because, like, on the on the Shrouded Divine album, we actually were all there recording the entire thing together, like in one in a bubble. And then, then later on, we've done things differently, and now we we, are, we wanted we really wanted to. To, you know, go in there, all of us make an album, be in the bubble together. Now, wasn't really possible due to like COVID and stuff. We had to yeah. change plans a little bit, but um, yeah. But I, I, I guess uh, uh, the the bubble thing, we haven't done that in a few albums, you know, because it's been like going to work, go back home, eat something, and then just record for like three hours or something and then back hurry to sleep you know up get some work done again you know yeah i mean on the plus side like for doing things yourself like you i mean it's it's of course it's it's cheaper and it's a it's a convenient in some ways to to be able to do stuff at home you know do it yourself but on the other hand when you do everything yourself you you have to think about all the other things aside of playing uh, so playing like to the point where playing almost gets you know secondary because there's so much other stuff going on mm -hmm. so now we, we really wanted to go back into a studio to have someone record us so we can you know be a band uh, play music and focus just on the music rather than the production yeah. got it yeah. yeah and having a good like having a good time <laughs> Right. As well. Yeah. 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 Right. Way more like uh, relaxing that way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You guys have been doing this for so many years. I would imagine 
you know, at, at this point, you're probably doing it just because you guys love being together and making music, right? I mean, you're probably not doing it because it's new. It's it's really not new anymore. You've been doing it for so many years. Like, what's keeping you pushing forward and trying and trying to have that big one when you said this is the big break? What what keeps pushing you that way? I guess it's uh, uh, at least for me it's because we actually have people that care you know the uh, people are really reaching out and, and like telling us that they, they like what we do and people actually buy our stuff and they come to our shows and everything so I guess that's it's like the biggest thing at least for me why I'm doing it. Of course, I like <laughs> I like the guys and the music we do <laughs> and everything. But yeah, it's the it's, it, that is like the um, uh, the flame, you know, that that keeps on uh, adding to the to the to the fire. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, I I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys as we were building up to the interview, but I have seen you guys twice on the seventy thousand tons of metal tour when you did that mm-hmm. on, on the cruise a few years ago i you know those boats are so full of bands that you want to see that it's very rare where i see a band's both sets and i i made a oh. point i made a point to see both of your guys's sets and okay and i tell you you guys were the best for my money for my opinion i had never seen you before and i'm not telling you this because you're on the show i'm telling you this in can in honor and truth you were the best performers i saw on the boat and particularly when I saw you guys in, if you recall, it's called the Star Lounge. It's the upstairs. It's kind of smaller, not not a ton yeah, of people. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw you guys in there, there were maybe, you know, 200 people in there, 300 people in there. And it was just amazing. And I, I want to tell you, I thought from looking at your guys' faces, I thought you guys were almost amazed at how much everybody loved what you were doing. Like, yeah. it, it was just an incredible experience. Can you guys tell me what that was like for you guys to play on the boat? Oh, first of all, thanks for. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's it's a super fun memories. The entire you know, that entire thing was, you know, insane to to get to go there. It was because it was like like kind of weird because there were there were some talks about you know we got an we got an email you know to to they approached us to play on the boat and then we were stoked and then things went silent for so long we thought that ah, it was too good to be true yeah. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then pretty late on uh we got back in touch and uh, yeah and it uh, worked out so we i was uh, yeah it was... Then the entire trip was you know it's surreal you know yeah it and, is uh, and and you, you know the the smile <laughs> on our faces you know, at that show, you know, it's it definitely is because it's so fun to play when people, you know, it's always about that, uh, you know, exchange when you play, you know, and some shows you can feel it and some shows is a little less energy going on, you know, mm-hmm. the exchange be- between because I think uh, a, a good metal show even if I am on stage or I'm in the crowd, everything is about everyone. You know, we're we we're making this show together because it's all about the energy, you know, at the show. Yeah. You know, if 
if, if you don't want to be in the pit or what do you want to do if you want to stand no, on top it's just about the energy it's adding you know because it's and that's not really you know it's not yet as you say it's not really like doesn't have to do with the number of people there it can be one person there and you still have that you know somehow it has to do with you know the yeah the energy or the yeah, the connection you get somehow yeah. and and those i'd say both those shows really were yeah great. totally and uh, <laughs> just that particular show do you remember <laughs> it was so i remember fun. it being really low to the ceiling, yeah, you know? yeah 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 oh, yeah, yeah. To, you know break a guitar neck yeah. You know, it, and I thought the and people yeah, do I, I that. Yeah, we were going. Yeah, <laughs> the sunburn. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was not about the sunburn, but just that show. Uh, I thought that we had like zillions uh, of time before we were entering stage. You know, yeah. so I went down. Uh, you know, just outside there was a bar. You know, outside the venue. So I was standing in the in the line to get a beer, and suddenly I heard, "What the fuck? Isn't that our intro though?" Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, we were doing like a huddle, you know, or, you know, getting stoked to hyped up to play yeah. the show, and it's everybody asked, yeah, let's let's do this, and but but where's the team? No, <laughs> and nobody knew. We're, That's we're, awesome, man. Almost knew, but I, yeah, I made it, made it to the. <laughs> uh, but it's different, you know. We're used to living here, so also where I was saying about the sunburn because Sebastian plays bass. Base and that show was uh, he got danger. He didn't wear the sunblock, buddy. That's a that can happen when you don't right wear the sunblock. It'll it'll tear you up. All right, let's see. We're having some technical difficulties here, Phil. Might need to take a take a pause on this one. See how these guys come back. When, right. they, when they come back, you have any questions for these guys when they when they join back in? Or let me actually say this while we're waiting for them to c connect back on. Um, one of the things that amazed me most was... Oh, here they come back. Okay. One of the things that amazed yeah. me most yeah. when, when we saw them live, and one of the things that was most impressive was how you guys kept three guitarists so tight and aligned. It was just... I've never seen that before where I saw three guitarists playing different things, sometimes doubling, but... It was amazing. How do you guys keep that tightness? Do, are you listening to a click track in the headphones, or is it just a because of the practice? What? How do you guys stay that tight with all those strings? Uh, where the we 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 play to a click track, but only only the drummer has the click track. So we're us other guys. We just wing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but on the other hand, we I I mean we've been playing with this band for. A long time. Yeah. We're saying that alone. Right. Uh, a lot. Like how how long, long time we've been playing. Yeah. But but it's it's weird because you know it makes you think alike when you're playing. You know we've we're talking about that sometimes. We can almost you know mm. so that sometimes you can almost figure out. I can almost figure out what you're gonna play. You yeah. Know, in a certain. Well, but you know, it's it's like uh, if you you were brothers. No, no, no. We're just friends. Okay, we're friends. So, because um, it's just uh, it's the same as you have in families. The same happens, you know, in in, in some bands. You you get your own language, you know. Right. Uh, and you you and you really communicate like that. 
and of course we we go way back with this band <laughs> so we have we have been doing you know our hours in the rehearsal space we were a really really rehearsing band for many years yeah so, yeah so, so we have for for years and years and years we rehearse like one or two times a week wow uh, and well and uh, well recording together when you guys are staying at the studio that probably helped develop some of that chemistry too you know just around each other constantly hearing each other's habits you know yeah, yeah. um yeah. are you gonna do the metal cruise again because i went like two years ago and i didn't get to see I, you know you guys weren't there that year and i'm so bummed out because that would have been awesome and i really hope you do it again <laughs> that's just my personal question because i would love to see you guys there you have any any plans have they talked to you at all about doing another one or I don't. No, we haven't heard we're anything. We're I guess. If we ever get I, I know COVID it. kind of, kind of threw a wrench. Yeah, in yeah. I don't. I don't I haven't really kept track if it's. But I guess yeah, COVID has affected everything. But if we'd ever get to do that again, I think there's no doubt we'll do it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, you know. Oh, thanks. It's just. Uh, it seems like all the festivals, like everything, is just. Uh, it's just you know. The things have been postponed yeah, for like exactly. several years, so it's right. still the same lineups from two years ago. So uh, yeah. we really, yeah. we really need to push something new out next year, <laughs> so yeah. we'll be fresh again. <laughs> well, you you guys talked about the energy and the exchange with the audience when you're performing, and it's how it's a give and take, and how it makes it wonderful. Do you have a particular set or particular venue or particular festival that is the best for you in that sense? Like, do you ever? Is there one show that stands out, or has it been a few different ones? I always say that I like uh, like to play at bigger stages because I really want to play in Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's it's way easier to do Iron Maiden ish shit on a big stage. Uh, <laughs> but also, also, it's nice to you know. As you get older, you know, when you do when you headbang a lot, you get really dizzy, you know, <laughs> really fast. I've noticed. So, so it's nice to have some room because then you can do other stuff, you know, that doesn't get you dizzy. So much. Yeah. But <laughs> Smaller stage, stages, you need to windmill all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we we, talk, we say that a lot because it feels it's it's nice to have some room on stage because you can move around a little bit. So it was it made me really glad that you that you. Uh, that you liked that show on the boat. It was yeah. amazing. So that was one, you know, the energy was good, uh, as said, but it's still one of those shows where you have three guitars and a bass, and and you know, it's you're, you're crammed in there. You know, you can't pretty much you you you're standing where you're standing. Well, well as <laughs> I know. as I remember it, guys, I think that was after you had released um, the album with the fiery cover hang on a second here the uh afterglow album I, if i can remember correctly i think you were playing some songs from the afterglow album and you had played some from colossus and i remember before i had gone on the boat i was a big fan of colossus and of uh shroud of the vine but then when i heard that afterglow stuff and you played it live i was like god damn that's that shit's great it just it pulled together really really nicely do you have that experience where you record an album and then you go play it live and you kind of the songs get better to you or do you think that they're never better than the album i guess yeah the, the <laughs> first 
uh, when we write music, you know, um, usually we write it in the computer, of course, you know, and uh, but um, for all the years we have always been trying the songs in the rehearsal space before, you know, because I'm really, I want to know if the songs rock, you know, mm -hmm. for a band. It's, it's very hard to, to be in the box in the computer and record stuff and, and know that oh, this riff is perfect this uh, length, you know, maybe when you're rocking out in the rehearsal space, maybe it feels like, oh, you can do this riff over and over and over. You know, but in the computer it feels like it's too fucking yeah. long time. Right. And uh, we have done that to all the songs up until up until uh, th this last album. Yeah. So the Bleeding Veil album is the first songs we play live that we haven't been rocking out in the rehearsal space. And how's it going? Uh, that were recorded like before we even played them at the full band. Yeah, for the first time. How's that going? Is that having any impact? Because you guys just played a show live recently, right? How'd it go? Yeah, yeah, we played three of the songs. Three songs. Yeah, three songs. Yeah, those feel really good. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's, uh, they feel like they have a nice pace all through, you know, and all the parts yeah. are, you know, they are... Yeah, in our lives now, they felt a little bit, you know, more chill or even yeah like it you, felt you no know, but, but a good feeling but i mean that's uh, also when we like out from the album there's usually i usually feel like, like there's one or two or possibly like three songs that almost always you know stands out and just wants to be played live and that really you know works the best yeah. out of the songs as a live yeah. song and so you somehow, could probably kind of oh, okay. sorry i was gonna say you can uh, probably uh, kind of tell when you're writing it you know like this one's going to be a crowd pleaser a little bit you know a little mm. more upbeat maybe get the yeah but sometimes you're surprised you know because you play so, like like uh, the afterglow album for instance you know the the one of the songs i think it's song seven on the album so it's kind of you know uh you know, it's not the first track you think of, but that's really the live song from the album mm -hmm. called Orion. You right. That about, yeah. Know? And and I, I don't know. Sometimes it surprises you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you guys just recorded a live album this year, 2022, live in Valley Sound Studio. Tell us what kind of led you to do that and how that process was, because I think that's sounds awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh how we all ended up doing that was uh, it was you know we, we were in that studio when we were tracking guitars for the Bleeding Veil album and uh, you know that studio just fucking look badass you know it's I all the all the stuff you know all the gear just make me uh, like my hair gets I have long hair but it's <laughs> it's like a fucking afro you know because it's so cool with all the gears uh, and uh, so uh, yeah, I, I didn't really want to go outside of that studio. I, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. And I mean, the live room as well is, you know, a lot of wood and nice textures and, uh, and really high to the ceiling. And, you know, it was a nice place to, to be. And, and it was, yeah. and it wasn't, the, the initial plan wasn't to be in that studio 
I said we were going to track everything in the studio where we tracked the drums, but then along came COVID and we had to change a lot of stuff up. And we 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 happened to go to that studio and fell in love a little bit. Yeah, totally. And the the guy recording the guitars, Alexander Backlund, was also you know really great guy. So we just yeah, we needed to do to do something uh, more than just track guitars with him, yeah. and. Uh, since like everyone has been doing covid you know shows you know and live shows in, streams in and stuff and and we have we haven't done that so we were we thought like ah what the fuck we'll do a live in studio show you know just because it was nice you know mm-hmm. the sound is tight man it sounds really good so oh, b- before the show we were looking into the band a little bit and we saw something that said you're uh, drummer is going to get an opportunity to tour with Dark Tranquility. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've been out touring with those guys for months. Yeah, that, that's amazing, man. What a great opportunity for him. Are you guys excited for him? Oh yeah, totally. That's got to be a yeah, great. He must be psyched about it. Yeah, he must love it. Yeah, and he's he's amazing, amazing drummer. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's he's. Up on clouds now, I think. Good yeah. for him, yeah, man. Yeah, That's yeah. so cool. You put, yeah, on, sure. put in all that hard work and it pays off and you get recognized. And I, I had yeah. I had written you guys before the interview and I said, you know, I want to ask you, how is it that a band like you guys stays badass like Dark Tranquility and doesn't go take a left turn like Opeth or Catatonia where they get all soft and, and like girls? So what what is that? You know, how do you guys stay strong? How do you stay? How do you stay? And don't get me wrong, I I love Opeth, I love Catatonia. I I met uh, Jonas Ransky on the boat a couple years ago. So great guys, great people. But their music has gotten all soft. Like, how do you guys, you know, stay strong? Uh, I I guess we fight a lot. <laughs> I was going to say we're soft. We're soft. Soft back home, so we take it all out in the music. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's an outlet, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's uh, we all uh, we like those bands as well, and we, we like soft music as well. But I guess we we like what we like may not be the things you want to play. No, yeah, you know. that, that's. You mean you mean understand what I'm saying? You mean you mean you mean because of you mean because of the energy? Because of the energy yeah. that you go, okay. Yeah, I can admit. I like. I, I don't listen to much like death metal at home, but it's. Uh, I, I like playing it, still. Yeah. <laughs> but um. And and sometimes also it, it kind you know six albums in it it kind of feels that you have your musical robe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we still have stuff we need to do. You know, like in yeah. this, in this, uh, uh, there's always something new, like from album to album. Like there's always something we and. wish we'd like to do, like add or try out uh-huh. or you know, something. Like on this well, latest album, I remember talking about like we always said like that we are playing very dynamic music, you know, because we're playing both soft stuff and hard stuff, but. Uh, like looking at it, it has uh, it, it felt like it hasn't really been like we're never in, in between, you know. It's always, you know, soft part, heavy part, yeah, soft part, heavy part. 
So this latest album, uh, you know, one of the things was to me that we wanted to try out was like to be more in the middle and uh, uh, try out the middle yes. stuff as well, you know. Totally. So, and I don't know, it's it's always something. Where, where did that come from, guys? Where did it, the idea come from to do the heavy with the soft and the transitions? Because you guys master that. Was that kind of the Opeth influence that everybody talks about from younger years? Or where did that come from, that progressive side? I mean, they were back. Well, I mean, it's always, to be as right, majority of the like foundation songs, you know, no. music wise. Um, I mean, he was a huge Totally. That's probably, you know, where it came from. Yeah. Like in the beginning. And then, like, as you say, nowadays it's more... I mean, we have some art thing, you know, which which we, like, center around and then... And, uh, and when you're... When you... Because some melodies... We like melodies, you know, and we like agony and stuff, you know, in our melodies. And and if you just uh, take away the distorted guitars, it could be a really nice comfy song, maybe, you know, with the melodies, yeah. you know. But if yeah. you just, by adding this uh, distortion, maybe it, it's, you can disguise it as heavy metal, I guess, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Could be uh, mm -hmm. something. And, and, uh, as Björn said, Tobias, he likes uh, all kinds of music, you know, from the Beatles to everything, you know, and it's, you know, Beatles, it's all about melodies and stuff. So I guess, you know, having that inside of your body, you know, you have your uh, musical uh, language, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, we're, 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 diff we're very different guys, you know, in the band too. Like yeah. We have our... Uh, yeah, yeah we come from different yeah, angles yeah Tim, you, know, you come from a lot of power metal back in the days and i yeah i like all sludgy stuff and uh, so i guess it's also a mixture of you know people involved in everything well yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of it seems like there are a lot of different styles that are being balanced pretty well and i was curious about what bands specifically for the um first album shroud of the vine I felt like it's a little doom, a little sludge, but definitely a lot of melody and and sort of progressive uh, pieces. What what bands were you guys heavily influenced by when you first started thinking, oh, we're going to make an album? Like, what's a band that you, you know? What's what kind of stuff were you thinking? Like this, I really want to, you know, put this out there. <laughs> like musical styles. It seems like it just seems like it's so yeah. much. You know, I I felt like I heard grunge. I heard Opath, I heard all kinds of stuff. So I was just wondering, you know, what kind of bands were you guys like really influenced by before you made that album? Guess what we listened to, you know, in the car, going back and forth rehearsals space and, and I think would be, of course, a lot of Opeth. Uh, Steve Porcupine Tree stuff. Yeah. Steve, and, Steven Wilson's a legend, yeah. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, if I find it, uh, Scares in My Tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what band Scares in My Tree? No. You heard them? Scares Mind Tree? 
Oh, they call the Scar Symmetry. Oh, Scar Symmetry. Oh, they're great, dude. Yeah, Holo yeah. Holographic yeah. Universe is a great album. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. beast of yeah, album. But we, we call them we call them Scare Symmetry. Yeah. Okay. When we, when we went to record uh, the Shredder Divine album, we recorded it with you and us who played guitar in Scare Symmetry. Yeah. So, uh, and that was also kind of it. They were playing then. Yeah, yeah. And they were touring and stuff. So that was also kind of, you know, you, you were kind of uh, impressed by that as well, I think, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, we listened to them too. And, and like the the Doomier parts for that album, like both uh, Krilla and Atobe, big fans of uh, My Dying Bride. Yeah. yeah, legends. Legends, man. They're yeah. great. They're legit. Well, one of the reasons, probably the primary reason we started this show is we highlight great heavy bands and albums that were released post 2000 because we feel like post 2000 there's been a ton of stuff and a lot of it's really great but some of it gets buried and lost so that's why we've highlighted your band we felt like you guys are one of those you know gems and whenever we have a guest on we ask them what current stuff are you listening to what if we came to uh, Bjorn's house and we said hey can we have some mustache wax and can we listen to you know something that you're listening to right now what what are you guys listening to that you like? And it doesn't have to be metal, but what do you like that's new? New. <laughs> I need to. I re, I check check the. I, I need to check my phone because I, I don't remember. <laughs> Go ahead. I used to listen to a podcast about guitar geeks. Guitar geeks podcast about guitar gear. It's a Swedish podcast. Okay. That was the latest thing I listened to. Guitar nerdery is... Uh, oh, yeah. We like nerds, and it doesn't matter what you're nerding about. Right. It's matter that you're nerding, you know. That you, I, I, I like that. That you that you love whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing, you love it. So yeah, you, yeah, totally. You're, nerd, you're nerds about nerding. You're being a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, but I... Um, uh, I saw the latest thing I listened to was a guy called Christian Schervander. I listened to him a lot. It's a Swedish name. He's a, a kind of a how to say? It's a dark, uh, dark, uh, folky singer songwriter stuff. I think you can say. He made uh, an album called Doom Country, which sounds kind of like Doom Country. Yeah. Doom Country, huh? So it's it sounds like the combination of Doom with country music? Kind of. Maybe not so much country. There's been more jazz, I would say. Yeah, is, maybe so. Yeah. It's a bit is, it, is the artist Death Sparado? No, oh, the artist is called <clears throat> Christian. Like Christian. I got it. Shelvan. K J E. L L V A N D E R. Got it. Oh, English letters. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. I see I it like here. Uh, yep. And, and it looks like he has somebody alongside with him. The first track is Yacht in the Fog with a guy named Tom Yeah. Tom, Tom oh, that's Brukett. the Yassi. That's yeah. the Yassi tune. And, okay. uh, that's that, the, the Doom Country stuff he made together with a Swedish Yass band called Tobun Bruket. So, so it's a kind of a collaboration stuff very cool it's i like it and cool. uh, i mean if i want to let loose to something uh, harder i've I, lately it's been a bit of a converge 
I like Converge. The oh, yeah, they're cool. The album they put out now was really was cool. Very cool. How about you, Tim? Uh, I'm more into shreddy stuff. <laughs> and like at the moment, I, I listen a lot to an American guy called um, Eric Steckel. He plays uh, blues. Okay. And he's... Uh, He's uh, outstanding in uh, shredding, blues shredding, you know. And, blues shredder. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I fucking love him. He sings and plays guitar and uh, plays piano and and everything. It's not heavy metal, but he has uh, heavy metal distortion, you know. Really tasty guitars. Yeah, yeah. Looks, and, uh, looks like he has an album Milestone and an album called Black Gold, Grandview Drive. Eric Steckel, S-T-E-C-K-E-L. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. He's he's super. Uh, if you if you're into blues, you know, and and, and that kind, he, he plays like in a trio. So okay, cool. It's it's a lot of guitar. <laughs> right on, man. They just the shred masters. And what yeah. got, what got you guys into playing guitar? Was it something you know your older brothers got you into, or friends in school? Like what got you started with playing guitar? At first, when I was r- really little, you know, like. Uh, six years old or something I wanted to play drums so I was I was just sitting you know when my parents had like a party or whatever I was sitting alongside playing on uh, on tables and uh, you know cans or whatever and I and I really wanted them to to buy me a a drum kit Uh, but they they wouldn't do that so my father told me hey it's much better to play guitar and I I know now when I had kids that probably why he said that would probably be the sound you know? yeah. yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah so that's how i started so i i started you know playing credence songs you know on acoustic guitar like super young nice and then th- thanks to like <laughs> bands like nirvana and uh, uh what was it uh, like uh, we listen a lot to like offspring and stuff. Yeah. I got into heavier music and then I uh, found out, oh, of course, Iron Maiden and all this shit. I was already listening to that. But the main icon for me to start playing shred guitar was Alexi Lyle yeah. from Children of Bodom. R.I.P., man. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't really remember, you know, what, what made me start? I started. I think I started like when I was 12, 12 maybe something. And it was well, it was probably you know because when yeah you know after you've discovered some rock music and heavy, I remember Metallica was early one of the early bands I liked listening to. And then I I remember a friend, Igor. Yeah. <laughs> he. I remember the friend of ours. Uh, he lived. Close to the school, and he was he was sitting outside in the in the garage, you know, with the door open, playing Kiss uh, licks, you know, on a on a black uh, Black Beauty Epiphone Les Paul. And I remember that, you know, specifically. And I think maybe that started it a little bit. Very cool. Well, you guys have you've come all this way on your musical journeys, and you have these varied tastes and diverse interests, and you've said. 
you know, we're still waiting for that big one. What does that mean? What What's next for the band? What are you looking for? Like, you know, wh- what do you want to be headlining a festival or, or what, what do you kind of, what's in the future for this band? I guess uh, playing live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be the, the next step uh, for us. It's always uh, a big longing to play live, you know, and uh, I like, we like to, to write the music, but I think like the payoff is always to get out on the stage, you know, and, and absorb this energy, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I think so too, because even if you're, you know, when writing stuff, it, that process is rewarding in one way and, and, you know, it's a fun journey and we love each other, but it takes a toll as well. It's, it's hard, yeah. it's a lot of work and it's a, it's a lot of, you know, we're not always super friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, uh, and then when you release when you when you're done with the album you get to the release so it's it's a bit of a relief as well and then as, as you say it's it's a bit of a you know that's the payoff you know playing live it's it's that experience is yeah you know it's uh, i was thinking when we the last show we did was in norway uh, last week and then i was thinking when we were on the plane getting home uh, I was trying to, you know, think back of what happened this last two days, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I felt so, uh, I felt so into happy, grateful. Yeah, grateful for, for at the early, early years when we got out to play, the thing that I wanted to do was to get out and play, you know. It was like more for me, you know, the ego. I wanted to go out and play it because I was aiming for that all my youth, you know. And and now it's less about me going out to play. I want to be on that stage and look to the uh, to the crowd and see that they have a good fucking time. Right. You know. And when we were standing at the merch booth and selling our shirts, and so many people just approached me approach us and tell them, ah, we're so looking forward to you guys, you coming to our town and play. And they was drinking beer and having fun, you know, and taking time off their fucking regular life, you know? Right. Of course they were, it was not mainly because of us, they were there, you know, with a big, you know, kickoff festival we were playing. But again, together, it was a fucking great kickoff festival, you know? Yeah, you know, being a part of that making that good time yeah and it it feels very 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 nice in the (laughs) in the center of the chest here you know to 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 be able to feel that right so cool man so cool so where do you think people should be following you are you guys active on facebook or is it twitter or is it Bandcamp or like where's the best place for people to follow you so they know what's next and what's ahead and where they can make sure they see you guys and support you. What's the best place? Yeah, we're trying our best to, to you know, master the internet. <laughs> no, we've, I don't think we've been the best at that, you know. We, so we've heard. Yeah, but we are <laughs> really we're, picking up the pace now. Yeah, we are. And we're, I mean, main places, I'd say Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
We're trying to put out some stuff on YouTube too. Okay. Yeah. And also Bandcamp. Bandcamp, yeah. And for our listeners yeah. who may not be familiar, it'll be in the title of the episode, but it's in morning. First word in, second word morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And what's next for you guys in the recording process? Is there another album in the next couple of years in the works, or do you still have, I mean, there's so much in this new one you could still squeeze out in terms of playing live. So I don't know. What's, what's this recording schedule like for you guys? Yeah, we have uh, new stuff cooking already, so. Wow, okay. We have plans. Yeah. I think that the squeezeability of, of new albums is, is uh, short nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I feel so. Everybody's it's demanding more. Pretty, you know, maybe they, 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 it goes fast. Yeah. And then try to do something. Yeah. yeah. And are you guys... But I would say... Go, go ahead. Yeah, I would say like the what the main focus would be now would be like trying to do something on YouTube because we don't have that much gig gigs this year we have a couple so we're trying to 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 be there <laughs> some way so we're trying to come up to do something on youtube maybe i don't know yeah, keep keep active doing stuff anywhere yeah. promoting the uh, band we've been talking a lot of ideas but i don't yeah. know what which, <laughs> we should say stuff or not yeah it doesn't matter yeah, we'll be talking about doing some playthroughs, uh, like guitar playthroughs, and um, we have some we have some reissues of stuff coming up as well, and then we're working on new stuff. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys consider this show another arm of your band to promote, because we love you guys, we love promoting you guys, so if you ever want to come back on and say, hey, Alex, we got this coming up in the next 30 days or something, we want to talk to your listeners about it, Consider it an open door. We'd love to have you back. Oh, thanks a lot. That's awesome. But we need to start emailing about that right away. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to take a couple of months. Yes. So if (laughs) if you have a 2024 release, let's email now. And then we'll we'll get it coordinated by then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, we can't thank you so much. You know, can't thank you enough for being here. And it was just a great time. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sticking with me in all these reschedules. So, Great band. Keep up the work. And, uh, you know, we love listening to you guys. So thank you so much. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you so much. Especially what's out. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Fucking great chat. All right. Awesome, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast.